Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Yard Pro Show brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I'm one of your hosts today, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott Beard. And Scott, it is a delight to be here after a short hiatus. Apologize for that for all the listeners out there. We uh, do apologize for that, but it's been a rather busy fall, has it not? It has. And it's only going to get busier, right? Yes. Yes. Only going to get busier out there, folks. Uh Holiday season quickly approaching. It may be getting cooler. You may think things are beginning to slow down, but not for us at Carolina Fresh Farms. It's only going to get busier. It's going to get faster. We appreciate you tuning in today. The format of the show was very simple. It's all about you, the participant. Those who are willing to call in to discuss things, to talk about things going on within your lawn or landscape, good or bad, we'd like to hear from you. It makes our hour go by so much faster, right? It does that. And it kind of leads us down the path of what's going on in the southern landscape at this given moment. So we'd love to hear from you today, 1-800-347-1063. That's 800-347-1063. And as always, you can text us at 71307. That's 71307. Love to hear from you. Scott, in the meantime, we have it. You're not going to believe it. Ready? Yeah, go. Oh, there we go. It is the all-inclusive U.S. monitor, drought monitor for South Carolina. Believe it or not, Scott, we currently have about 15% of this state underneath some form of drought. Do I need to, like, cover up this? No, I was looking up top. We currently have about 15% of the state of South Carolina, the extreme low country of South Carolina. We're talking, what is that, Hampton County, um, down around Beaufort, mm-hmm. that whole area. That extreme western lower country of South Carolina, you're still under some form of drought. So hopefully you will get some much-needed rainfall soon. Hopefully not too soon as we are departing tomorrow for a trade show down at the coast of South Carolina with an annual low country boil on Monday evening for our Golf Superintendents Association. That's the Carolinas Golf Superintendents Association. Look forward to this every year. Their big annual trade show. It's a great show. Um, so we, we hope the rain holds off just, just a few more days there in the low country, but we will see because I think there's some rain coming. More importantly, there's some really cold temperatures coming. Starting tonight. Starting tonight. There's a freeze warning in a, in a lot of the upstate of South Carolina. I'm not sure how far south and east it actually moves in the state, but I know Greenville County, Pickens County, Oconee County, probably Spartanburg County, maybe even Cherokee County. It looks like we have a freeze warning tonight. Uh, may stretch down into Lawrence and Union. Who knows? But stay in tune. Watch your local weather because uh, if you got plants you want to salvage, tonight might be the night you want to bring them in. Or throw something over them, maybe put a blanket on them. Um, as for me, man, I'm about ready for everything in my landscape just to go to bed for the winter. I don't know about you, Scott. <laughs> I'm done with it for this I'm, year. I'm like, you know what? It's been a good year. It's been 18. It's been a long year. It's been a wet year. Uh, it's been a crazy year. A lot of things going on. So, uh, you know what? Old man winter, come on here and let's put it to rest. Let's put it to dormancy. And, you ready for a break? And let's enjoy the holidays. That's what right. do you say? I'm all for that. Yeah, let's enjoy the holidays. Scott, we have a caller on the line who has found us at 1-800-347-1063. We do have a few other lines open if you'd like to give us a call. Right now we're going to Lucy in Greenville. Hello, Lucy, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, Always a pleasure to hear your voices live and get great information. Okay, um, I've had a busy, busy um, time here, too, and... I am just now getting ready to put out my pansies. Have I waited too long? Oh, no, you're fine. 
Yeah, I, th- I okay. think you're fine to get them put out. We're still bringing in a bunch. You know, every week we're getting a truck in. So, yeah, you're, you still have time. Okay, well, um, we got them. And um, the other thing is where I'm going to plant them is I have incredible amount of lantana. And I, what I want to do is dig that up and put it in a little bed, um, transplant bedding place I made and let it go dormant. Is that possible to do? Yeah, I think it is. You know, the, the lantana in the Greenville market, it's it's kind of hit or miss from year to year as to how well it comes back. But I feel like if you have it in a protected area, go ahead and trim that back. I mean, most of that lantana after this weekend is certainly uh, going to be nipped back pretty good with the freezing temps. So I think you prune it back, you get it transplanted, get it moved. Um, make sure you mulch it fairly well around it just to give you some insulation. And and uh, most years you're okay with that. Lantana will come back from year to year typically. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. And um, when I put these um, pansies out, I, uh, once I prepared the soil and all, I mulch it real well with pine needles. Is is that a good thing to do? Sure. And and don't forget okay. the fertilizer, Lucy. I mean, although it's right, getting cooler, right. um, and, and depending on how low our soil temperatures go, what kind of weather we get for the next three or four weeks behind this cold front, um, you know, do the soil temperatures rebound a little bit? How low do they really go? Do they stay there? Um, it's going to depend on how well those pansies kind of acclimate initially, and are you going to get a flush of blooms and get them spreading and growing? You know, maybe a situation where you plant them, they hang out about that size until we get some warmer weather moving towards spring. But it's certainly, it's not too late to plant pansies. I mean, I, I, if you haven't done them yet and you want them, I'd get them done now. Well, um, somebody recommended somebody, um, and you probably know him because he was at Smithfield for years, um, he told me to uh, condition my soil with the um, Miracle Grow garden soil for flowers, is that something? Yeah, I think that's that... a that's a fine and dandy product. It's a good bark organic based potting soil. It also has a little charge of fertilizer there to get some things going. So yeah, I think that's perfectly acceptable and and, and probably a good I thing. Do the osmocote on top of that or wait you can go go ahead and do the osmocote or or even something that'll release a little bit quicker because the osmocote is on hydrolysis and moving back and forth of water it is a little bit dependent on on temperature not as much as you would think but yeah the osmocote would be great i would go ahead and get that done right after planting um, All right, and one more thing, guys, and I, I promise I'll let somebody else in. Um, my bushes in my front are, still look pitiful, and light Christmas lights are coming up. If is it too late? I've, I, we've fertilized them, but they just don't seem to be. Can I do one more fertilization on them? It's been probably about uh, September, end of September when we fertilized them. Yeah. Can I? fertilize them again? I, I think I would just be patient because what happens with shrubbery and you fertilize it, you normally don't see that quick response like you would if you were fertilizing perennials or a vegetable garden or even your home lawn. It's going to take a little bit longer, Lucy, to you really okay. see the benefit. I think if you did fertilize them in September, the fertilizer's there, I think I would just save my money, be patient, and fertilize them again maybe at the end of winter just when we begin our spring green up. Okay. All right, great. Thank you so much. And if I don't talk to you before Thanksgiving, y'all have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. And we are very thankful for you guys. Well, we appreciate that. Awfully kind words. And uh, we're happy to be back on the air. I know you made the comment. I said it early and you made the comment. Boy, I love to hear you guys when you're live. And we apologize, but life gets in the way sometimes. So it's a delight to be here. And hopefully we'll be dedicated between now and the winter and and be here most Saturdays. There you go. All Have right. A great one. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Lucy. Have Bye, a Lucy. wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Scott, you know, boy, it's been a while since I've been <laughs> in here. I'm I'm hitting the wrong buttons, you know. I think I'm 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 dropping Lucy's call and I'm cutting my mic off and I tell you what, man, I can't stay away like this again. So I must apologize, but a lot of things going on, right? That's right. Yeah. And Lucy said at Thanksgiving, you know, that's coming up like really soon.
two weeks? Yeah, yeah something like that. I got a trade show, a wood badge weekend for Boy Scouts, then and Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. And then another trade show in Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah, you have Month of November is going to be fun for me. What can I say? A lot of activity, a lot of fun things. Scott, we're going to stay with the phone lines, I do believe. We have Linda in Greenville has a question about a dreaded weed, I believe. Hello, Linda, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Well, I'm just glad y'all are back this week. I think this is my third Saturday to try and catch you. I am being overrun by wild violets. What in the world can I do? Well, let's, let's start with the first thing. Scott, everybody's crucifying us for being gone for two or three weeks. Tell you what, I apologize, Linda. i got to say it to you. I know you've heard me say it, but we're back. We should be well, here a while. I'm, glad, I'm just <laughs> glad you're back. Glad you're back. Uh, wild violets, man, they are, they're tough little creatures. Um, Tell me about it, man. <laughs> you know, I, I've, it, it seems like the first house we owned in Greenville, Heidi and I, you know, we had wild violets and moss in the backyard, the two most dreaded things you could have in an upstate landscape. Oh, and sweet gum trees. So, oh, well, uh, I've got those too. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just a fantastic landscape between, you know, the nice soft moss with the scattered wild violet that became more of a nuisance, and then you'd walk out there in a hurry with no shoes on and step on sweet gumballs. I mean, what a wonderful weekend and a nice landscape we had. I, you know, then we move, and lo and behold, the back corner of the property that we're in now also has wild violets. Um, they are a nuisance. Persistence, I think, is the biggest key. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? I would. Persistence, persistence, persistence. Um, Do yeah. I need to spray them individually, or is there anything I can, any kind of weed killer I can put out that will make a dent in them? A, a good broadleaf weed killer that is safe for your lawn will will really knock these back. It, it, it's very detrimental to them. However, because they have these tubers underground, and depending oh, yeah, on how long they've been, yeah, and so these tubers. We've got to figure out how do we get enough product to translocate through the leaf tissue, through the stem tissue, through the root tissue, into this tuber. That becomes where, where your breakdown happens because the tuber has so much storage in there that you feel like, hey, I've got it taken care of, and then a month later they pop back up. So when I and say persistence, it. that's right. When I say persistence, Linda – You've got to spray these things. If the product you're using is labeled and it says you can repeat an application in 14 to 21 days, I don't care if you think it's dead or not, you need to spray it again. Now, am I spraying broad spray or am I going around my yard and spraying individually? I would, I would just blanket spray those areas because, you know, with the wild violets, they kind of colonize and they grow in one area. And then you, well, they you, have now managed to take over the whole yard. Okay. So you need to blanket spray the entire lawn. Whatever your, your, the product that you're using suggests on that respray date, you need to broad-spectrum spray the entire lawn again. Um, that should knock them back in a pretty good way. But you are going to see them begin to pop back up in the next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Next season. So we're going into winter now. If you spray them now, you're going to get a little bit of control. You're going to think you got them licked. But come about May, you're going to see them rear their ugly head again. Now, it won't be as many, but you will see a few that begin to come back up again. Once that happens, you need to get out there immediately and spray them again. Um, okay. And I will tell you, Linda, this time of year, you know, a month ago would have been great to spray them. This weekend, first of the week, it's going to be a little bit harder because with – with the temperatures really, really cooling off, although that plant never really goes dormant, I don't think, does it, Scott, that particular weed? No. Nope. Um, it's green almost all winter, but the, it slows the, down. It, the plant really slows down in its respiration and its growth habit. And when it slows down, a lot of these chemicals 
are translocated, they're absorbed in essence through the leaf tissue, the active growing tissue. So if it's not actively growing, it becomes more of a challenge um, for that, that product to actually work to translocate into the plant and give you better control. So you're going to see it kind of slow, um, I'm afraid, with these cold temperatures coming in this weekend. Well, let me ask you one more thing. Should I come in and just try to dig them up? You can. Uh, my fear with that is if you've only got a few that have popped up on the other side of the yard, I think you can be pretty effective digging those up if you get the tuber and all. My fear is is where they begin to colonize and you've got more plants per square foot, you're almost it's, – it's like you have to dig up the entire lawn yep. um, because they just it's, – it's like this – weave of nastiness underneath the lawn so okay so maybe i can do both all right okay i appreciate it and uh you say i can go ahead and do that now yes you can okay thank you and and then come back again in the spring in the spring you're probably gonna have to reapply and, and maybe do two applications again in the spring I, I appreciate it all right thank you linda have a great weekend thank you <laughs> bye-bye Bye-bye. Scott, you know, two great calls to kick it off today. Phone lines are open, 1-800-347-1063. You are tuned to the Yard Pros. We do have a text line, 71307. I say we go to the text line, Scott. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Overseeded my Bermuda lawn with trifecta perennial three weeks ago. I already have good growth. How soon can I apply pre-emergent? I typically use prodiamine. 65 WG, typically at 0.75 pounds per acre. Well, you know what? We have a very educated texture, which I appreciate, because they're giving us the formulation of the prodiamine, which is a sprayable. A 65 WDG or WG is a wettable dispersible granular or a wettable granular. So we mix that into water. The 65 is the concentration. So it's 65%. So if you have a pound of the product, 0.65 pounds is the active ingredient. And, he, and this individual says, I apply 0.75 pounds per acre. That is the rate. Man, this is great. We can give a whole educational lesson on how to is that your son? figure out. No, it's not my son. Are you kidding me? He's not working this weekend. He's still in the bed. Been a long week for, for him and the kids and myself as well. So when can I apply that prodiamine? If the, if the grass seed is germinated, you're happy with the standard grass seed. And if you've mowed it at least once, but I prefer twice, then you are certainly perfectly capable or, or it's, it's available for you to go out and spray podiamine. So if you've mowed it once or twice, you said you got a good stand, you're happy with what's germinated, go ahead and get that pre-emergent out. Sooner the better. Poa, if, if it hasn't germinated in the yard, it's beginning to germinate now. There's no doubt about it. So, Scott, how much time do we have here? Oh, man. We have time. Oh, yeah, we got time. We do have another caller. I'd like to put this out. Actually, let's do this. Is it now time to trim wayward limbs on ligustrums? It is getting very close. Um, Typically, I'd like to see a little bit cooler weather. But I will say um, I'm probably going to prune mine here in about two weeks because right when Thanksgiving hits, it's time to put out a few Christmas tree lights. Right? That's right. So we're going to go back to the phone lines. Who David found us at 1-800-347-1063. Let's talk with David in Spartanburg. Hello, David, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Thank you. Um, I've got an issue with ducks eating the grass in my backyard. And I know it sounds like a silly problem, but they have really done wreck. They've, they've wrecked my backyard. Is there a grass that, can, that I could plant or something to do? there's not much they won't get into and eat. Um, what kind of grass? Did you plant fescue seed, I imagine? Yeah. Yeah, so they're going in there. They're looking for the seed. They're having a heyday. Um, you can go and do a little Google. Uh, the I, I'm not real sure what day this year duck season comes in because it's a federally protected migratory bird. Um, there is a, a hunting season. Um, maybe you should lease the property out. Uh, for those that don't want to go to Arkansas, well, <laughs> you know I it's a housing development, so they're not going to let me shoot duck in my backyard. Exactly. Well, and not only that, you're you're in a residential community; it's refuge, and uh, you know I'm sure you know whether or not you're you're an avid hunter. I am, um, but in a residential setting, I'm I'm a firm believer that 
you know, hey, it's their refuge. There's not many places for refuge for them. So um, it, it's kind of off limits. So what I would suggest, I do know ducks and geese, if you harass them constantly, they will leave. Um, but you okay. have to be pretty persistent at harassing them. So if you have a dog or something that you can turn out to run them off the lawn, great. Um, if you don't have a dog and the kids want a puppy, nothing says I love you kids at Christmas time like a puppy, right? Um, you could always go down the, the dog route um, if you have a dog and the neighbor has a dog. The, the dogs seem to be very, very effective at, at eradicating ducks and geese if you let them go out there and harass them very periodically. They'll they'll leave for a while. They may come back. I have a feeling once the grass uh, gets established, there's not as much seed out there. You're probably going to see the ducks go away anyway, um, as long as no one in the family is trying to feed them and supplement their diet and you know feeding them bread or crackers or anything like that. Um, you can harass them with a laser, like a a red or a green laser. Green lasers seem to work really really well. Um, you can harass them with that. You can also just startle them. Um, run out in the lawn and do like I've done before, you know, with, with geese coming into uh, sod fields and just act like a fool and wave your hands and scream and holler at them. <laughs> um, you know, as as far as other eradication methods, I mean, it's pretty tough. Yeah, you know, there's just not many things not out a, there. But there's no grass that, a, that okay. uh, you know, uh, they they if they want to get into the grass, virtually all grasses I think they're, they're going to get into. Thanks for the help. Thank you. You have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Scott, man, I can't believe it. We're almost done with the first half of the show. Oh, my quick. Yeah, I know. And we got called out several times. I'm sitting here playing with my headphones because my little battery's about shot. The percentage is what? Uh, the battery? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't tell you. It's not rechargeable. Oh. Oh, it's a AAA battery. Perhaps our producer can find me a AAA battery during the break. You reckon? Maybe. You reckon? So you are tuned into the Yard Pros today, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. And we do have about a minute left, Scott. So what I would like to do is let's get to another text real quick. I know we have Hannah who's called in. Hannah, I'm afraid we can't get to you if you will hold in to the, through the bottom of the hour break. We'll get to you as quickly as we can or as soon as we come back from the break. Um what if I just planted new fescue early in October and now I'm covered in wild violets? So it goes back to that call we had. I believe it was Linda talking about wild violets and her lawn. If you've got a newly planted lawn, it's much like the customer who texted about the prodiamine and the trifecta. If you have mowed it a couple of times, you are safe to use a herbicide on that lawn if it is labeled for that lawn. So you can go ahead and do a little bit of spraying. If it were planted in October, I would only hope that you've got a couple mowings on it by now and that you're kind of clear to go. Right? That's it. So, folks, the phone lines are open, 1-800-347-1063, as well as the text lines at 71307. You're tuned in to the Yard Pros today, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. You can find us during the week. It's very simple at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. There you will find a link to all the great things you need to know, like our retail location, store hours, and even an email to send pictures or questions about your lawn. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. State's leader for stimulating talk and breaking news. 1063 WORD. WYRD FM. Simpson. WSPA FM HD2 Spartan. Radio.com station. Fox News. I'm Karen McHugh. President Trump in France taking part in ceremonies marking the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. While remembering the past, he and French President Macron discussed the need for NATO countries to contribute more towards their defense. We want to help Europe, but it has to be fair. Right now, the burden sharing has been largely on the United States, as the president will say, and he understands that. And he understands that the United States can only do so much. Macron's call for a new European army as protection from potential threats from Russia, China, and the U.S., a move President Trump deems insulting. Democrats use their weekly address to take on the GOP and the president over health care. Donald Trump has systematically sabotaged the underpinnings of the American health care system, jacking up costs and gutting benefits for people when they get sick. Republicans are still coming after your health care. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, this is Fox News.
are the Upstate's most trusted forecasts from the 106.3 WORD Weather Center. A freeze warning begins at 9 p.m. tonight and continues until 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. 52 today under clear skies, north winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies tonight 30, tomorrow high of 51. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki from the 106.3 WORD Weather Center. Currently, it's 43 degrees. And now, Power Remodeling presents another episode of Home Improvement Drama. So you can replace my windows? We can replace your windows. And you are trustworthy? We're very trustworthy. And you'll do it in one day? Absolutely. And this is the best deal ever? Ever. Well, okay then. All right then. One week later. You never showed up this morning. Yeah, I got sick. <coughs> Thought you said you were reliable. I said we were trustworthy. What? Welcome to American-Made Windows of the Upstate. All the respect you deserve without all the drama. For more, go to AmericanMadeWindowsUpstate.com. Don't miss the Bourbon and Bacon Fest at Revel Event Center near downtown Greenville on November 15th. Show your taste buds the time of their lives. Text BACON to 72341 or visit greenville.bourbonandbaconfest.com to get your tickets now. Text and data rates may apply. My mommy and daddy lost 150 pounds on the health dare. That's like three of me. That's right. I lost 80 pounds and dad lost 70 pounds of fat in just 90 days. And that's not even the best part. I have more energy than I've ever had. And daddy doesn't snore anymore. That's right. If you want to reverse your symptoms of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure and cholesterol, sleep apnea and IBS, call the Health Dare. It's so easy. There's only two things you can't have. You can still have fast food and you don't even have to go to the gym. My husband was skeptical at first, but it really works. And if you don't see results in 30 days, you'll get your money back. Call the world's greatest health coaching team to book your free consultation today. Call 1-877-I-DARE-ME. That's 1-877-I-DARE-ME me or go to idaregreenville.com that's idaregreenville.com i dare you generate hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ...of Greenville families have trusted the Mackey and Woodlawn names to provide personal, compassionate care. Together, these firms continue that tradition of service excellence. Rely on your Dignity Memorial professionals at Mackey Funerals and Cremations at Woodlawn Memorial Park and Mackey Funerals and Cremations at Century Drive to help you plan a celebration that's as unforgettable as your loved one. To learn more, visit DignityGreenville.com. Do one thing to protect the environment. It all starts with just one thing. November 15th is America Recycles Day. All around the country, there will be many events focusing on recycling paper, plastic, aluminum, and electronic equipment. Find an event near you at americarecyclesday.org, or better yet, register and host an event of your own. Also, be sure to take the pledge to recycle using the hashtag BeRecycled on social media. It all starts with one thing. Find tips and more at OneThingUS.com. What's your one thing? Retro Toy Convention is coming to the Upstate November 17th and 18th at Embassy Suites in Greenville. Autographs, photo ops, toy vendors, and much more. For tickets and more details, go to retro-toycon.com or find them on Facebook. Are your gutters clogged and not working properly? You need Maximum Waterflow Gutters. I'm Richard Herman with All Exteriors. Maximum Waterflow Gutters is a larger gutter system that really works, and you can only get them at All Exteriors. Bring us your written quote from another gutter company. We'll beat it and save you money. Call 320-8100. That's 320-8100. Or visit all the letter exteriors.com. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits.
Good morning and welcome back to the second half of the Yard Pro Show. Brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Beer. Oh, I wasn't ready, Scott. I was drinking coffee. And I'm the other one, Mills Grant, (laughs) trying to get my cup of joe in. It's decaf, though. I was about to say mine tonight. You know, I can't have the caffeinated. I will tell you, I had caffeinated coffee last Friday. You know, the kids were out Monday, Tuesday for fall break, election Mm -hmm. day. Okay? Before everybody yells and screams when I tell you what I did, I sent my ballots in like two weeks earlier. Maybe mine are the two that are showing up in Florida. No, I sent them to Greenville because I'm not registered in Broward County. But apparently a lot of people are, huh? Um, but we actually made a trek to Washington, D.C. The kids have never been. So uh, I had caffeinated coffee on the ride there. Finally on the getting, ride there. It was 11 and a half hours through the rain. So what time did that caffeine finally break you Should have been an eight-hour drive. It took us 11 and a half hours. About 3 a.m. I finally <laughs> fell asleep, Okay. So, no, I'm, I'm done with the caffeinated coffee. Can't do that. Uh, so that's definitely out. Folks, you are tuned into the Yard Pro Show, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. It's a delight to be here today. We're talking about all those great things in your lawn, in your landscape. And, uh, Scott, we're getting ready to go back to the phone lines very quickly. Um, Want to keep up with some text. Good morning. I reseeded my lawn back in mid-September. Grass is coming well, but have the weeds. When can I spray something like weed begone help well we talked a little bit about it the first half of the show we need to get at least two mowings is my opinion some of the chemistry out there may tell you one i like two so if you get two mowings you're happy with the stand that you have um if you feel like everything's germinated you've mowed it twice get out there do a little bit of spraying do it soon how did they get rid of weeds in bible times before they sold sprays um a whole lot of labor a whole lot of labor and here's the deal it's, it's no different. Biblical times versus you wanting to grow organic within your garden. You're happy to do it, but you have to lower your expectations. And, and, and I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I wasn't around in biblical times. Now, my kids think I'm that old, right? But I would imagine we didn't have the refined lawns or even the refined landscapes that we have now. If you go back in history and look, and even if you go back to the 1700s, 1800s in our own country, right? You go back to the 1500s, 1400s, 1200s in Europe. We didn't have the refined lawns and landscapes and the plant material and the grasses that we have today. This like, is modern. We've brought this upon ourselves. I was saying a lot of that stuff is brought, has been brought in from other countries yeah, to here. So. Exactly. So you know things were different. So I think mm-hmm. they probably tolerated more. And it was all mechanical means, which you're happy to do. But something like a wild violet, good luck. You will have to dedicate yourself about four hours a day pulling weeds 365 days a year. Scott, we're going to the phone lines because Miss Hannah has been waiting patiently in Bowling Springs. Hello, Hannah, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Hey, how are you doing today? We're great. My question is, is my husband and I bought a house in um, 2016, and um, we planted some Mexican petunias, and they're beautiful, they're growing great, and we put mesh down in rock. But I'm realizing that they're spreading out to other parts of the yard. And um, when I pull on them, I've noticed that when they're growing outside of the rock bed, that they're actually, um, it's like the root systems are all connected. Is that what I'm seeing? Oh, yes. That is clumping. Okay. It's very, actually, it's very invasive. Yeah, and the good thing, Hannah, is you called in the first half of the show, and maybe your ears were burning during the uh, the bottom of the hour break because Scott and I were kind of talking about the Mexican petunias and said, hmm, I bet it's going to be about how invasive they are because they are um, very invasive. Um, but you're going to have to be persistent. It's not going to hurt anything, even though they're connected to the roots of the others. You're just going to have to pull them up, and when if – if you get to the point where you don't want to continue pulling on that root that's underneath because you're pulling up the desired plant, just take a machete, mm-hmm. take a pair of scissors or shears and clip it off and you'll be fine. Okay, because I've also noticed that they're also planting like all the way across the yard because during the summer we noticed that the flowers, the shell of them, like we would just be sitting outside and all of a sudden you hear them go pop, pop. And it's like, yeah, they, I guess they kind of like seed themselves they out. They do, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, a very interesting plant, um, pretty hardy plant, believe it or not, even in the upstate. If you want to do something like a Mexican, you can go with like a Carolina wild petunia, which is 
Okay. It only gets a foot tall. It's not as, as invasive as uh, a Mexican petunia. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were that they were going to spread like they did. Yeah. Um, I thought they stayed more contained, and I've been finding them on other sides of the yard, and I'm like, how the heck did they get over here? <laughs> usually they planted. <laughs> yeah, usually you see them planted in um like in a parking lot in a median. Yeah. That, that that's where you usually see them. Not a lot of times in landscape, but they, I mean they are pretty, but the flower doesn't mm-hmm. last long. Yeah, yeah. They, I notice every day that they they have a new flower yep, every day. Exactly right. That's it. Fall off every day. And yeah. I mean, my purple ones are beautiful. They're like four feet tall. I love them. I just been giving them to my neighbors. I'm like, if you want. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I'm invading the whole neighborhood. Wait, and you live in what town? <laughs> Bowling Springs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll stay up there. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, just keep them in Bowling Springs. How about that? <laughs> So you know, you know, gardening is just a uh, great opportunity to learn a lot about life and failures, is it not, Hannah? So uh, yeah. you live and learn, and you got to learn to you learn to appreciate the beauty in the, anything you grow in the garden. Although you may have issues, maybe in this situation it's invasive, maybe it's a plant that you really have to tend to to get it to grow here. That's the fun part of gardening. Um, is there are a lot of things you can do outside in the garden and a lot of successes, and then there's some failures, and this isn't necessarily a failure. Apparently, you can grow them. Um, oh, yeah, you definitely grow them. And like, but, you, like you said, they get four foot tall. That Carolina wild petunia, it only gets a foot tall. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, now I, I know that if I pull on that root system, it's okay, because I was yeah. pulling on it. I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, am I going to start yanking all these out if I pull on them? Because it was pulling up the mesh a little bit. So, okay, now I know I can just hack them up and, you yep. know, the ones that are shooting out. So, okay. Well, thank you. Sounds You're great. Welcome. You have a great weekend, Hannah. Bye bye. Scott, you know, great call. We have two other callers on the line. I do want to say the texts are still open at 71307. We did get a respond back. It says here, Pradiming guy, I have a Clemson Ag degree, just not a turf education. So that was our gentleman who sent us a text, or lady, not sure who it is, but someone who sent us a text about Pradiming early. But they know an awful lot, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah. It's that good Ag degree. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm all into those ag degrees. We're going to stay with the phone lines. We have Gerald and Anderson. Hello, Gerald, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Yes, I called you back in the spring about my squash and all and said I had beautiful blooms and it didn't produce. Well, guess what? It wants to produce fruit now when it's fixing <laughs> to get frost. And I need to know what's going to be the best to cover them up because I'm going to have to leave the house at probably around noon today, and it might be 11 or 12 o'clock tomorrow before I can uncover them. And I think plastic's going to be too bad for them. Yeah, plastic, and plastic for covering anything in the landscape. I mean, we run into this a lot. Um, Of course, it's not cold enough this weekend to warrant covering greens. But all these ultra-dwarf greens, you know, Brookstone down there in Anderson's, Tiff Eagle Green, Smithfields, all these greens that are in your neck of the woods, you see them pull covers. The number one thing we have to remember about a cover when we're protecting a plant from, from winter injury is it needs to be permeable of water as well as air. So we need to get some air circulation. We need to allow the moisture underneath to, to be able to escape. We need to allow the rain that, you know, certainly we don't want a sheet of black plastic laying on something and it rain, and then it, just the weight of it alone on a plant is going to be detrimental. My thoughts are is old sheets. It doesn't have to be that thick or that heavy. Um, if you're going to have to put it on today around lunchtime, you can't remove it tomorrow until about lunch. I think a sheet will be fine. It's not going to be terribly hot today. Um, it, it does look like we're seeing some sunlight, which is great. Uh, I hadn't seen sunlight in quite a while. Um, so, you know, coming back and seeing four days of dreary weather in D.C. and just being in D.C. alone, and then you come back home and think, man, I can't wait to get back to South Carolina and get excited, and then it's dreary all week. So it, it's going to be sunny today, which – can be detrimental, so I would probably choose a, a lighter colored sheet or something of that nature. I don't think you need a heavy blanket, just something light that'll help hold that that heat tonight. That soil will begin to radiate some heat during the nighttime hours, and if you've got something covering it, that should help hold the heat, trap enough heat underneath, and hopefully get you through. I think it's going to be what twenty nine degrees tonight, somewhere in that neighborhood. Twenty nine, yep. Yeah, I think that's what they're calling for, but the runners are like forty foot long. 
Oh, wow. You need a bunch of sheets. Um, <laughs> California King I, sheets. <laughs> I tell you, the other thing you could do, it is black in nature and color, but it would work. Um, I don't think it's going to be too hot today, but uh, the fabric, the weed, the lightweight weed fabric, you could use that as well because that's something you can buy a bulk roll relatively inexpensive. I know, Scott, you have it at store, correct? 50 foot long. Yep. 50 foot long, and what is it Three like? Three feet wide. Three feet wide. $16, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So you may want to find some kind of uh, a mulch or landscape-type fabric. Oh, okay. And and I know you told me back in the spring that squash didn't grow too good in the upstate, but I wonder why mine all of a sudden wants to start growing here when it gets frost time. Yeah, you know, I see that a lot just in, in all gardens. I think a lot of it is just the plant knows that, you know, hey, my life is, is near. And that squash, the, the fruit itself produces what inside the fruit? Seeds. It's its reproduction method. And there are a lot of plants out there in nature, if you look, that's when they're going to try to reproduce is when they reach the end of their life cycle. And I think a lot of these plants know which, with shorter days, cooler temps, you're going to begin to see more seed production or more fruit production. I mean, I see it on tomatoes. You know, they get worn out halfway through the summer um, because they do have a maturation date. But once we get if – you, if you still had tomatoes in your garden, you begin to see the tomatoes. They don't put on as nice or bigger fruit. But in September, when the days start getting shorter, you will see them start to produce fruit left and right. Um, if you can hold them that long. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if my problem's not bees. I don't see any bees or pollinators around. Could be. That could be. And, and, and for some reason, they don't come around in the spring and the summer, even though we've got flowers. Yep. They only want to come around right here at the end of the... And, fall and and one thing you may want to switch up too is if you're using the same variety of squash every year, plant a couple of different varieties next year and try those and see if you can get better production out of them. Okay. Well, that's what I did this year. I did butternut, uh, spaghetti, and regular squash. Yep. And, and, and I, think this is, I think this is spaghetti squash that's wanting to start producing. Really? So did you get any spaghetti squash off of them this year? Yeah. Well, I'm fixing to if it don't freeze them tonight. Okay. So you'll be fine. You still may get a little bit of production if it doesn't freeze them tonight. And if not, um, you got what you got is what it boils down to. How early are you planting these? Uh, I plant them in the springtime. And like I said, when I called you in the spring, yeah. they have beautiful balloons on them. They but just don't produce nothing. It just takes forever to get any production. So, you know, try, you know, one of the things we may want to do next year is try planting them a little bit earlier because I'm not real certain how long that crop has to grow. I know they're very successful growing that in western North Carolina mountains. They produce a lot of uh, butternut squash, a lot have. of spaghetti squash, and they have a shorter season. Um, and I might have to bring a soil sample to you and get yeah, a soil sample. Certainly. That, that's easy enough to do, and remember, soil samples are free if you bring them to any of our Carolina Fresh Farms locations. Well, let me let you go right. and get to some more callers and text messages. All right, sounds great. Have a great weekend, Gerald, okay. and uh, good luck okay, protecting those squash. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, you too. Bye. Um, you know, that's the thing when, when you're growing vegetable crops, to me. I still have a lot of, of uh, hot peppers. You know, that's the last thing I leave in the garden. We get to, like, August, and once the tomatoes are done, I begin to pull them up because they look so unsightly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the production yield just, just crashes tremendously on them. So I begin to clean it up, which I did about a month and a half, two months ago. But I leave the hot peppers. So now i got to go home and pick a bunch of hot peppers. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I guess I'll make pepper vinegar. You know, collards are coming in. So oh, it's about that time of year for me to start Dave. eating collards. Yeah, a lot of people probably turning up their nose right now going, collards? Who would eat that? Man, they're great. Nothing like a good mess of collard greens. Oh, Oh, collard greens. Give me a good mess of Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving to me. Collard greens with your dressing and turkey. Mm. I think we're going to do smoked quail this year as well. Maybe some ham. Cornbread? No, do you put that in your dressing? 
Yeah, you make your dressing no. for cornbread and biscuits. My daughter would really freak out. Really? Yes. Oh, that's the She's best dressing in the world. It. Oh, no. She makes our Thanksgiving menu. Does she? She always has. Good. Well, she can come to the Grant household <laughs> and make it this year. How about that? So, Scott, let's go to the text lines very quickly. How do I control onions and zoysia? Oh, good three-way. A good three-way. Um, image is a great product. Use However, you, you, you have to use surfactant, and you cannot spray it during periods of transition. So if right now, going from active living state, or not living, that was a bad statement, active Still growing, growing state to senescing or going dormant for the winter, we are in transition right now, warm season lawn. So depending on what kind of lawn, but image will work good. But image cannot be used on fescue. It's for warm season lawns only. Temperature restriction. Uh-huh. So, and there's a temperature restriction. Or if you're in a fescue lawn, um, keep it mowed and, hey, it kind of looks like fescue. It's what I do. You know, it does bolt on you. But if it gets really out of control, any good broadleaf weed killer typically will, will knock those wild onions, wild garlic back. Um, morning, guys. My st- standard of crookneck squash has done by the third week of June. That is correct. If you're growing yellow squash, yellow crookneck, straight neck, something of that nature, they're done pretty early in the season. But when you're growing butternut, spaghetti squash, these are winter squashes. They take a lot longer to produce. You're all excited. You got a text or something there. The store manager, well, one of the store managers, Manny just texted and said, send those hot peppers to to Charleston. To Charleston. To Charleston. Well, tell Manny if he would show up at the trade show tomorrow evening. I would would bring him. Apparently, he's listening. If he will come to to the to the trade show this week, then guess what? He can pick up a whole mess and bundle of hot peppers. hot peppers, and they're good hot peppers, man. I'm habaneros at the wazoo right now. How many habaneros do you want? I mean, I, three or four a summer is enough for me. <laughs> I mean, actual peppers. Mm-hmm. I probably have three hundred on the plant. I mean, the habanero plant just went nuts here in the last month and a half. So, Scott, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have Ron in Greer. Hello, Ron, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Just quickie here. I got uh, an idea where I'm thinking about just uh, around February, March, once all transition has ended, and uh, if I'm right about that, and going out and just taking some, like, Roundup type of uh, herbicide and take care of everything that's uh, unwanted grass or unwanted everything does that sound like a good deal um you can there's some people who do it uh i tell folks when they ask me is that a good deal my professional opinion is absolutely not because it is a non-selective herbicide it will kill anything that you spray it and it comes in contact with as long as it's green living tissue and then people want to get into argument ron and well my yard's dormant well, how do we know it's fully dormant? Something like zoysia never really goes fully dormant anywhere in the state of South Carolina. And you run the risk of causing some really nasty damage to a lawn, and I don't want to be the one who recommends that. Now, for customers who want to go out there and do it themselves, have fun with it. And What's another option? Um, use a selective herbicide for controlling those weeds. My point is most home lawns, we may only have a clump here, a clump there, a fescue, a rye, or something growing in it. There's some good chemistry. If you have a warm season lawn like Zoysia Bermuda, there's some great chemistry out there now like Monument, like Revolver. There's really good specialty herbicides and chemistry out there that do a good job of eradicating winter weeds. Yes, they're more expensive, but we're only spraying on average a 7,000-square-foot lawn is what the best we can figure. Our average customer's lawn is about 7,000 square foot. So... A golf course who's spraying 35, 40, 50, 60, maybe 100 acres, yes, they're going to use a Roundup product because it's going to be more economical. And But let's keep in mind, these guys and gals that are doing it are professionals. They know exactly what they're spraying. They know exactly the, the life of cycle of that plant. They know the risk that is involved. And they're going to get away with it. But even them, I've seen professionals toast a whole lot of grass by doing this during the fall or, or during the winter months, during the dormancy months. So you do run a risk. I just want you to be aware of that. And for that reason, I'm not one to recommend that. I would Okay, monument, I would, revolver, anything else? That's probably your best, too, I would say. Wouldn't you, Scott? Mm-hmm. Those would be a lot safer, especially I know you have some zoysia in your yard, Ron. 
And on the Zoysia, I would think Revolver would be better or Monument would be a better option for you. Great. And you set me straight once again. All right. Uh, appreciate you very much. Have a great one. You too. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Scott, we're going to try one more phone call. We have Robbie on the line in Reedville. Hello, Robbie, and welcome to the Yard Pro Show. Hey, how y'all doing today? Great. Doing well. Uh, my daughter, uh, we live in Reedville, South Carolina, and uh, she just has a brand-new double-wide mobile home pulled in, and uh, I had a, about several truckloads of it's just red dirt or whatever come out. I just want to know what would be the best grass to plant for the winter to get a good stand going. I guess the, the, I don't want to make it a a, a double-sorted or a double question, but you know I hate to answer a question with, or with a question, but I need to ask you a question, Robbie. I, okay. Is it in full sun or is it kind of shaded or what's the situation as far uh, as the environment? Sun, uh, it, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and goes over the top of the house. So I would say the majority of the house is in full sun all pretty much all day. Okay. From the time it gets up. Uh, because asking these couple of questions are, are going to help me make a better recommendation to you for long term because, you know, I think she's got two situations. Number one, long term she wants grass, right? And she wants a yeah. long she wants a long term lawn, probably something that's easy to maintain. Um, fescue is what most people would go to this time of the year. The problem I see with fescue long term in that situation you're in is does she want to be out there throwing a bunch of water to it, spending money on fungicide, having to deal with maintaining fescue in a full sun environment in Reedville, South Carolina in the summer? Um, probably not going to be real successful doing that, just unless, you know, maybe that individual, your daughter in this situation, just enjoys gardening and wants to be out there, you know, every day tending to the lawn. So, what long term would be better would probably be something along the lines of Bermuda or Centipede in that lawn because it's they, both of those can be seeded. Both of those are warm season. Both of those will tolerate full sun and they'll tolerate heat. But it's not the appropriate time of year to seed either one of those. So my suggestion would be do a winter rye for right now because you need to short term cover up the red mud and, and kind of – you know, stabilize everything that's there from an erosion standpoint. So I would probably put some ryegrass out for the winter, and then sometime in May or June, then I would go in there, mow it down really close to the dirt, um, scratch up the surface a little bit, and seed it with some Bermuda or, or some centipede seed. Okay. That sounds like a winner to me. All right. I know if I, if I don't have any weeds in my yard, I don't have anything. So, <laughs> so but I just think long term. Weed, weed, in other words. Exactly. So, I think that'll be a better solution for you long term. Okay, All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, Robbie. Have a great Thanks, weekend. Bye bye. Uh, y'all have a blessing yourself. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, you know, great question to wrap it up. I mean, an absolutely wonderful question. Think about what you do in your landscape today and how it's going to impact into the future. Folks, you have been tuned in to the Yard Pro Show today, brought to you by Carolina Fresh Farms. I've been one of your hosts, Mills Grant. And I'm Scott Beer. And it has been a delight to talk with you. You can find us during the week at www.carolinafreshfarms.com. Have a happy week gardening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.